Our game is called, is it pony or is it a person? All right, so here's how it's going to work, guys. We have names, as you can see, the first one's on the uh, screen. You have to guess whether this is a My Little Pony character. Which I was going to sing the My Little Pony or, theme song, but there's a lot it, of you. Do I don't it. do that anymore. My little, no, I won't sing. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. Join in, come on. There you go. There yeah. you go. Okay. Or a Bible character, okay? So let's, let's start with the first know. one. Raise your hand if you think it's a My Little Pony. All right, I, there's a smattering. Uh, who thinks this is a Bible character? Who thinks they can, if it's a Bible, can name the verse? Ooh. Oh, all right. Let's see. Is this Bible character up? It is. From Numbers. Yeah. Numbers 3. Mushi. Yes. All Never right. heard of Mushi. Let's see our next one. This might get easy. It's not getting easier. All right. Stygian. 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 My Little Pony. Who thinks this is My Little Pony? Yeah, there we go. Stig Wait, oh. is Stygian? Yeah. Stygian. Oh, well, that was, all right. Who thinks this is a Bible? Yeah, more hands came up for My Little Pony yeah. once somebody pronounced it. Right. Who thinks Bible character? Yeah, very few. Nice. Oh, there you go, My Little Pony. Never heard of Stygian. 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 All right, next one. Adriel. Adriel. Ooh, this is tough. It could go either way. Yeah. All right, who thinks My Little Pony? Okay. Okay, nice. Yeah. Who thinks no Bible character? All right. Bible, Bible. Bible character, First Samuel. I watched many years of My Little Pony. You don't remember any of these. I've never heard any of these names before. Maybe these are original My Little Pony. Oh, I think there's like be. three versions. Oh, pronounce this uh, one. Ahui Zadi. Ahui Zadi. Zoti. Ahui Zadi. Zodi. It's a long I. I. Who long thinks I. My Little Pony characters? Okay, we got some My Little Ponies. Please Who thinks so Bible character? Yeah, oh, there's a lot of this okay. is all right. Let's see, okay. My Little Pony. <laughs> I know, I know. Who, Who is Zadi? Who knew? All right. Okay. Cosby. Cosby. Or Cosby? Cosby. Cosby. This Cosby. Is painful. Uh, this is My <laughs> Little Pony. What did he say? He said this is painful. This is <laughs> painful. Painful listening to me pronounce him. Who okay. thinks it's My Little Pony? Come on. There's a lot of kids raising for that one. All right, who thinks Bible character? All right, a couple Bible, let's see. Bible! Were some of you just guessing every other one? I know, I'm gonna have to doing? read that. I'm curious as to how yeah. that plays into the Bible. All right, next one, we've got Gizmo. Gizmo. Oh, this one, That's My Little Pony. Oh yeah, look like, at those people like who haven't voted at all are raising their hands on this one. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> who thinks Bible, come on, any? Anybody? No Bible. Oh, we got a couple Bible. All right, let's see. Nah, My Little Pony. That was pretty easy. All right. Which we got next one? Dorcas. Dorcas. We did not do all of these in the run-through. No, no, we can't. Dor Dorcas. Okay. Who thinks My Little Pony for Dorcas? No, that's, that's, couple? that's Bible. Bible? Over Bible. here, Bible? Oh, a lot of Bible. No. All right, who is Bible? Yeah. yeah. I knew. I, I know. vaguely remember that I one. Dorcas. All right. <laughs> Randolph. <laughs> Is this the Greek version of Randolph? All right. Who thinks it's My Little Pony? Yeah, a lot of one. All right. Randolph. Any brave souls? Bible characters? One. There's a, yeah. All right. Nice. My, My Little, little pony. pony. Yeah, that was, that was a little easier. All right. Snips. 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 Easy. Cooper, do you think this is My Little Pony? Who thinks it's My Little Pony? Bible? Oh, I really hope it's Bible, just for the sake of. Oh, yeah. My okay. Little Pony. Oh, see. All right. What's this last? Is Let's it? see who we got. Brayburn. Brayburn. All right, Brayburn. Bray. Bray makes Bray me think is horse. a horse thing. Mm. But don't give it away. There, I don't, my Little Pony. Who one? thinks it's My know. Little Pony? 
It's, it's Bible. Bible? Bible. Ooh, this one's more mixed than I thought it would it's be. Bible. It's because some you people think, think we've right. done several My Little Ponies in a row. My so, Little Pony. Yes. It's a My Little Pony. Bray. There's just not that many people in the Bible. Nimrod. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Who thinks My Little Pony? Okay. Who thinks Bible? It's Bible. All right. I think I it thought they would get harder. They're getting easier. It needs to be in the Bible. Nimrod. All right. Genesis Nimrod. 10. Nimrod. Roma. All right, Roma. This is Easy. the last one, y'all. Who thinks Bible? This one's a little last tougher. Slide. Last one. Who thinks My Who Little thinks Pony? Who thinks it's a tomato? Who thinks it's a tomato? Yeah. There's a lot of people think it's a tomato. All right, who is the last one we got? My, my little, little Pony. My Little Pony. Okay, good Great job, Great job, guys. I bet that My Little Pony is a farmer because uh, the Roma, I bet it is. Okay, Whew. now we are going <laughs> you guys, we're going to transition again gracefully into uh, our second week in our sermon series, right? That's what we're doing? Okay. Okay. Thank you. This is a lot. Um, and Pastor Barry is answering kids all of your very important questions about God and Jesus and the Bible and all things scripture related. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, before I say even a single word in this message, why don't we pray and then we can, uh, I don't know, center ourselves a little bit in, uh, in what God has to say to us today. Father God, first of all, I'm so grateful for this community. I'm so grateful for the joy. I'm so grateful for the love. Um, thank you for making us who we are as a, as a big spiritual family. I pray today, Father, as we, as we do our best to, um, to dig into some some big questions. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just pave the way, uh, that you would, you would prepare our hearts to hear what you have to say for us today. I ask that I would simply disappear and that your Holy Spirit would remain. Would you give us ears to hear what you have to say to us today? I pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, hello, everybody. Again, we are in week two of this special summer July series, uh, which in the messages, at least, we're calling Big Questions, but the, the whole series as a whole is called Summerfest. So uh, basically what we're doing each week is we are trying to answer some questions that were asked by actual kids at Grace. And uh, last week we talked about kind of questions about God. This week we're answering some questions about heaven, specifically questions that were asked like, uh, is heaven for sure real? That was a question that a Grace kid asked. Uh, Seven-year-old Avery asked, what do you think it's like in heaven? And a number of kids, many kids actually asked, will my pet go to heaven? So we're going to answer those questions today, or at least try. Before, you, uh, before I tell you what I think about any of those things, though, I'm curious um, to hear from some of the kids who are in the room what do you think about when you hear the word heaven? When, when you think about heaven, what does that bring to mind? Yes. You, you imagine what God first made earth to be? Yes, that's great. That's great. Yes. What do you think about when you think about heaven? 
You think of dogs? Is that what that is, or is that just a shy? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, a little scrabbling creatures. Yep, I think that's what you meant. Yes. That's, that's great. So, like, I heard back there, like, a carnival. What, did, what were you going to say? You've had a lot of fish that now are all in heaven. Is that what I heard? That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, we'll get to that in part two of the message. Uh, anybody else? Kids, what do you think about? What do you imagine when you think about the word heaven? Yes. Okay, okay. I heard a cloudy area that is kind of like Earth, but maybe a little bit different, and also something about the past and the future. We'll have to talk about that afterwards. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay, so we have a lot of ideas, right, when it comes to heaven. What is heaven like? Uh, I think if we're honest, a lot of us, when we think about heaven, we picture that same kind of picture. Lots of clouds. We think about the sky. Uh, well, let's talk about what the Bible says about this. Uh, that question, that first big question is, is heaven for sure real? And I'm just going to go ahead and answer this uh, with, with a very easy affirmative. Yes, yes, heaven is for sure real. Because according to the authors of the Bible, heaven is the place where God lives. Heaven is where God lives. So it's, it's his realm, it's his domain. Uh, there's the earth where humans live, and then there's the heavens or heaven where God lives. So yes, heaven is real because God is real. It's where he lives. But I think the real question that was asked about is heaven real, it has more to do with, with us. The question is like, are we going to go to heaven? After we die, are we gonna, are we gonna go to heaven ourselves? Uh, well, here's where things get a little bit interesting because, again, there's this very common idea. When we picture heaven, we picture, you know, the, the clouds and stuff. And I think a lot of us, we picture that we're going to kind of float off to be there and uh, play harps on clouds like, like angels floating around in some kind of disembodied existence. That's what we think of as like the afterlife. We are going to go to heaven when we die. But here's the thing. There's nowhere in the Bible where it actually says that. The Bible doesn't actually talk about going to heaven when we die. What the Bible actually says, what it actually talks about is God bringing heaven to earth. His realm and our realm will become one. That is where things are headed according to Scripture. And that is where we're going to go when we die. A new creation where heaven and earth are one. God is going to remake this creation, including us. We will be resurrected like Jesus, risen from the grave in new bodies where we will live in new creation forever. And the Bible talks a lot about what this is going to look like. So let me just give you a few examples. Like in Isaiah 65, look, God says, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Or in Revelation, I heard a, a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. 
He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or, or sorrow or crying or pain. All of these things are gone forever. And I love this one in Isaiah 11. In that day, in the new creation, the wolf and the lamb will, lie, will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. Can you imagine that? Imagine, picture with me for a moment, picture what that, that new creation would be like. A place, a new creation where there's no more violence, where there's no more pain, where, where nobody hurts each other, even the animals don't hurt each other, where, where heaven and earth are together and God is right here, right among us, among us, among the people. That, that new creation is where things are headed. Oh, and don't worry, because when we're there, when we're in that new creation, we're not just going to sit around playing harps. That is not going to be our job. We are going to have plenty to do. We're going to have lots to do. At the very beginning of the Bible, we see a picture of the first creation, of God's first creation, uh, and, and it gives us a little glimpse of what this new creation will be like in the Garden of Eden is what we see in, in Genesis. Uh, this, by the way, the Garden of Eden was also a meeting point between heaven and earth, and God also was there. He walked around, and this is what it says. This is what uh, Genesis 2 says. In that garden, God, uh, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden, and here's, this is important, to tend and watch over it. To tend and watch over it. You see, God makes creation, and then He gives the humans a job to do. He gives them the job of joining him in his work of being creative, to tend and to watch over the garden that he made. And that's what we're going to do in the new creation. We're going to be gardeners. We're going to be co-creators with God. We're going to grow things. We're going to care for things. We're going to be creative. We're going to make art and music and beautiful things like God designed us to do. We'll explore uncharted territories. We'll eat. We'll laugh. We'll play. And the creatures, the animals are going to join in. That is what Scripture paints the picture of. It is going to be amazing. Now, is all of this going to happen for sure? Can you, can you believe it without any doubts at all? Well, no, that, that's where faith comes in. You have to believe this uh, because we won't know exactly what this will be like until we are there. But I believe that thanks to Jesus, thanks to Jesus, that new creation is exactly where things are headed. That's where things are headed. Now, kids, I've got an... Uh, activity I want you guys to do. As we continue on in the service, we're going to hear a song, we're going to do a few other things. Um, I want you to draw a picture or pictures of what you imagine this new creation looking like. And so there's a couple ways you can do this. Uh, there, there are some uh, sheets of, of paper, little packets with some drawings and stuff at the entrance. Maybe some of our ushers can help hand those out, but we also have these big sheets of paper here on the sides of the stage. So kids, you are invited, you are welcome to come on down and draw together a big picture of what you imagine the new creation looking like, okay? So kids, come on down. I can't wait to see afterwards what you come up with, but you guys can draw whatever you imagine new creation looking like on those sheets of paper as we continue to worship. Where does God live? Heaven. 
He lives in heaven. In the sky. Up in heaven. In heaven. In Jerusalem. What do you think the angels do all day in heaven? Work. Watch God. They help God. Um, hope. They watch over people. What do you think people eat in heaven? Nothing. Um, lamb. Bread. Soup. Chicken. Mm, I mean, like, broccoli or carrots. What do you think the weather is like in heaven? Maybe cloudy, rainy. It's really sunny. Sunny. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? A bunny. A turtle. Dog. Kittens. My pet go to heaven. Hmm, that is a good question. Will my pet go to heaven? Now, uh, kids, you are totally allowed to stay there and keep drawing if you want, um, but I'm going to try to answer this one, which is a, it's an interesting question, and it's one that a lot of kids have asked, but when I was growing up, I knew the answer to that question, right? I knew the answer was no, because we're going to be whisked off to some disembodied state up in the clouds as, as disembodied souls, and, and that's what heaven is, and therefore, you know, we're not going to be able to bring our pets along because that's not how it works. That's what I believed growing up. I knew the answer was no. But wait a second. We just talked about the fact that, that in this, this, uh, this talk about where we're headed after we die, we realized we're not flying off to heaven, right? We're not flying off to heaven. God is bringing heaven to earth. God is remaking this creation into a, a new creation where we are going to live right here with Him in a remade creation. So the answer to will my pet go to heaven it might be a little bit more complicated than I once believed. So let's get into it. Now, I'm going to be clear about something right out of the gate. The Bible does not give a direct answer to this question, all right? You're not going to be able to find a Bible passage anywhere that tells you the answer uh, to this question. So what we're going to do in these next few moments is we're going to veer a little bit into the territory of Barry's opinion, all right? We're going to talk about Barry's opinion. And I say this a lot, and if you've been a part of my skeptics classes or anything, you know I could be wrong. All right? I say that all the time. I could be wrong. But with all that said, let's get into a little bit of how I think about this question. Oh, by the way, I should also mention, I could be wrong, and also I'm very biased. Okay? I'm very biased, if you know, because Olivia and I have a lot of pets. Uh, latest count is we have one dog, we have two house rabbits, three foster rabbits, we have seven potbelly pigs, 12 chickens. Have I forgotten any? I think that's everybody, not to mention all the wild creatures that live on our, our little farm. Uh, here's a picture of our piglets, Poe and Puddles, in the mud. They just, they love the mud in the, in the heat. It's how they cool off. It's so cute. So that's uh, Poe and Puddles. Uh, anyway. I'm biased, right? I love my animals, I love my pets, and I could be wrong, so uh, all my caveats are out there, but let's get into it. There are, to answer this question, I think there are two big thoughts from Scripture that we have to talk about. Two big thoughts that I think make a lot of sense together. 
First of all, I want to talk again for a moment about humanity's first job uh, when we were created in Eden, right? We talked about that in the last section of the message, where, where Adam was given the job to tend and watch over the garden. That job of, of being uh, caretakers of creation, that job is a part of what will be brought back in new creation. It's a part of what we're here to do. In the Bible, by the way, these kids are, are having a great time over here. Sorry if it's super distracting to you guys. It's okay for me, but uh, just file away. Uh, so, okay. Okay, that's humanity's first job, to tend and, and be, uh, to watch over God's garden. In the Bible, though, a part of that watching over involves watching over animals. This is a, a, a significant theme of being caretakers of the garden. So uh, you've got everything from Adam, who's given the job of naming all the animals. And you know, in the ancient world, names, it's not just like, okay, you're Kevin, the, the cockroach or whatever. It's like, it's, it's uh, names are your identity. It's, it's, it, he's calling out of them who they are in this grand world. So he was given the job of naming them. Uh, we read that passage from Isaiah 11 earlier, and it talked about, you know, the, the wolf and the lamb lying down together. Well, in that passage, it says a little child will lead them all, right? There's this interplay between humans and animals that just weaves throughout Scripture. And I'll give you a great example. Psalm 8 is a perfect example of this. Uh, in Psalm 8, the psalmist says, what are mere mortals to, to God? He says, what would you, what are mere mortals that you should think about them at all? Human beings, that you should care for them. Yet you made them only a little lower than God, and you crowned them with glory and honor. And this is what's important. You gave them charge over everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds, and I might throw in at that point with domestic animals and the pets, and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. See, God gave humans the job of caring for His creatures. And I think that the love and the compassion and the tenderness with which we care for our pets is a big part of that. I think it's a part of it. We are doing what we are meant to do when we care for God's creatures, both wild and domestic. That includes our pets. So that's idea one, this whole original vocation, original job of humanity. Idea two is this. God is building His new creation even now in us and through us. God is building His new creation right now in us and through us. In, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in, is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. We don't have time to really dig into this, but this is a big twist in Scripture, that that new creation, that future state that we're going to live in, it isn't just future, it's now. We are beginning to experience it and live into it even now. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew, new creation, in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that He planned for us long ago. You see, we're not just along for the ride here. God is making His new creation through us, through the, the faithful actions of, that, that we do in the name of Jesus, things that we do that are, that, are, uh, that are things that God cares about. When Jesus moves through our lives, new creation springs up around us. Now, I know that it may not seem like in the grand scheme of things, our individual lives might amount to much, but that's not how God sees it. 
That's not how God sees it. Uh, again, in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. It's never useless. Somehow, in a way that, that I can't fully explain, God is currently using the work we are doing, even the work we're doing even now, to, to be faithful to Jesus. That work, He is using it to rebuild creation, to return us, to return humanity to Eden. Nothing we do for Jesus is ever useless. Nothing is wasted. God is building His new creation through us. Okay, so let's bring these two ideas together. If we are called to be caretakers of God's creatures, right, to watch over the animals, to care for the animals, and if the work that we do for God today is a part of the new creation tomorrow, well, then maybe, just maybe, our gentle, loving, compassionate care for the pets that we adore will be reflected in what's to come. Again, I could be wrong. I could be way off on this. But I believe that because of Jesus, God is building his new creation through us even now. And if part of our obedience to the work that God has called us to do, right, the good things he prepared in advance for us, if a part of that work involves loving and caring for a pet, I don't see why that same pet can't be a part of the world to come. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not. Let's pray. Father God, these big questions are big. I mean, we don't have crystal clear answers to all of them. And, and frankly, all of this imagery about new creation, it, it, it's poetry, it's imagery, because we probably can't even imagine what it's actually going to be like for us to be, to be in this new creation with you. And yet, Father, I am thankful, I am grateful that this is what you have promised us. Even though we don't necessarily know exactly what it's going to look like, Father, Jesus did so much for us on the cross when he rose from the grave, when he began new creation on Easter morning. And so, Father, would you give us the confidence to live in this world, in this time, knowing that that's where things are headed. And Father, would you give us the joy of being your representatives on the earth, the caretakers of this beautiful creation, so that we can honor you with our lives and celebrate with you in our lives to come. Father, we love you. We thank you. And if it's possible, yes, would you let our pets join us in the new creation that's coming. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for watching, but don't stop there. We want you to find community at Grace Church, and the first step in doing that is going to gracechurch.us/hub. There you'll find other sermons, details about upcoming events, and other important announcements. And make sure you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out when we post something new. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.